Happy Thursday, y'all. Not fist pump time. Bobby Belt in studio. Every time is fist pump time. What is that in your bag? What What is that? I'm talking to you, Choppy. That is uh, protein powder. Hold that up. Look at that. It looks like cement mix right well, here. I need, uh, I need my teens. So I got protein here for number one. Protein here for breakfast number two. Look at that. And then eggs for and breakfast eggs. number three. The raw eggs, man. according to the G Bag Nation. All the team. I, it is. It is time, man. It is. We got Mexi. We got Mexi coming up here. Oh, Going to Sexico here, late April. Jesus. How much? How much protein do you consume a day? Do you think? How ideally, I weigh. I weigh two thirty, so ideally two hundred thirty grams. I was gonna say. See, that's what uh, when Colby Sapp left here and got all jacked. That was his diet. Was a gram of protein for every pound that you weigh. Yeah. And I mean, so Colby started eating like 200 grams of protein a day. I, I think ideally I want to do 0.8 per pound, but I don't want to do the math. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> All right. So yesterday, the playmaker Michael Irvin and his attorney had their press conference. Uh, so, some really frustrating things. I mean, and that's just us reading it, knowing Michael a little bit. But just imagine Michael going through all this stuff. The way it looks... It, this this all looks positive for Michael. Mike Florio is going to join us coming up at 8 o'clock. It was supposed to be a day after discovery evidence was seen. So why would you call a press conference if you were guilty, right? So he sat up there with his attorney. His attorney said that he was able to watch the surveillance video. He was able to watch it. But he wasn't given a copy of the video. He wasn't allowed to record what he saw. He wasn't allowed to show it to Michael Irvin. What? Now, the Marriott, to be fair, said we gave Michael an opportunity to come view it. He did not do so. So Michael and his attorney filed an emergency motion to force the Marriott to surrender the video. He had on the two guys that had been with him this entire time, these supposed eyewitnesses in the hotel lobby. This led all the major news channels yesterday as I'm checking in on NBC5. Here's Michael Irvin speaking on what happened. I, I want to start by saying I, I appreciate all the support that I've gotten from everybody, from people and from friends. And I'm not talking about just in this moment. I'm talking about over the years, people that have followed me, my whole career, the peaks, and certainly through the valleys. But this sickens me. This sickens me because in this great country, this takes me back to a time where a white man would accuse a black, a white woman would accuse a black man of something. And they would take a bunch of guys that were above the law, run in the barn, put a rope around his foot and drag him through the mud and hang him by the tree. Not a thought about what would happen, not an investigation not after repeated attempts of people trying to go and say, guys, here's what really happened. Here is what really happened. Here are witnesses that'll say this. Here's witnesses that'll say that. They said, we don't want to hear. We do not want to hear. That's part one coming out strong, going back to the days of lynching and using that in his press conference. Yeah, like... That point was made, and it was made very clear. Uh, now, generally, I, I just can't stand when somebody compares or references slavery or Nazism or, you know, lynchings, because I think, you know, there is, I don't think you can ever compare anything to that. 
and and the people that went through that I, I I would assume they would say the same. I don't know. I just don't like any kind of comparisons ever drawn to those things. But that point was made very, very clear. And I, I thought that if you were going to do it, that he actually did it quite well. Uh, if you were ever going to compare something to that, which I don't, I don't usually like. But I thought that he would have done that. He did that very well. Well, it's like a cancel culture thing overall. You know, uh, Michael made it more racial. That's his prerogative. That's his business. Mm-hmm. But. The fact that someone can just point you out, accuse you, and you're taken off the air, and your income is frozen, and your livelihood is possibly completely over with and done. Yep, I I have, you know, I have. And you don't get a right to see the evidence. Right. And the people that are accusing you, the company, is not cooperating in terms of letting you see what you did. Yeah, like the NFL. You're getting canceled by a ghost. If I was Michael. I'm suing the NFL Network if they don't bring me back. Hmm. Uh, for, oh, yeah. You know, I, I, even if they do bring me back, I'm still suing them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, it can be like Sage Steele. Where's yeah? We're like, where's my? Where, thanks for having my back, guys. Where's the? Where, you know, where's the? No, no. Let's let's find this out before we do anything about it. You took me off the air. That told me that you thought I was guilty immediately. Marriott convicted him before they talked to him. Before a single person was spoken to, they convicted him the moment they kicked him out of that building. Um, you know, they punched and asked questions later, and you can't do that. Marriott's acting like a side that knows they've lost. Yeah, which is great for Michael, but it's also got to be in completely frustrating. Which is why, whatever analogies he wants to make, whatever like Chop said, even if you don't normally like those types of analogies, whatever analogy he wants to make, however he wants to flesh it out however he wants to discuss it I think is completely fair given the fact that he almost had his livelihood snatched away basically uh and and I mean even still now he's, and they he's, have it snatched yeah I was about away. to say even still there's there's no telling if how he's gonna bounce back from this or, or or what he'll have available to him after this but uh it's just my Michael getting emotional like that all the other times that things have come up before or like there have been accusations He's always been very level, I feel like, and never let him see a sweat. You can tell this one is is really bugging him. Here's part two of Michael at his presser. How can I defend myself if I don't even know what I'm defending myself against? They asked me, they said, do you remember this girl you met in the lobby? I work and I live in hotels. I stay in hotels all year long from August to September. I meet people every day walking in and out of a lobby. I couldn't even tell you what she looked like. I don't know. I don't even know who I'm talking about when I'm talking about I'm supposed to do something. I, I, it just This just blows my mind that in 2023, we still dragging and hanging brothers by a tree. That blows my mind that I have no opportunity to defend. I don't even know what I'm defending. And, and, and absolutely, to not listen to the court, Marriott, Marriott is above the law because I still haven't seen this tape. I haven't seen this tape. I want to see what I'm being accused of, why I've had put my whole life on hold, why my, why my family had to endure it. And if I did something wrong, I'll, hey, I'm, I'll, hey, I'll suffer the consequences of me doing something wrong. But if you did something wrong, you meaning them, then they should suffer the consequences of what they did wrong. 
And thanks to Joey for uh, cutting up this audio. So a few things. Number one, a couple people may go, yeah, right. You know, if if I hadn't heard all the choppy stories and gone out to dinner with Michael the one time that we all got together, I would have been like, you don't remember. You don't know who the girl was. When you see Michael Irvin in public, it is a whirlwind of any major celebrity. Oh, yeah. I totally buy. He doesn't even recall or remember. You stop for 15 pictures in a lobby, and Mike will stop more than others. And when we went to rest, uh, when we went to the restaurant that night, it was insane. It was crazy with the amount, the room yeah. realized he was in there, and it was just over and over and picture and picture and pose and hello and this and that. And he's very interactive, right? He's very social. Uh, he'll treat you just like your Emmett Smith out there in terms of acting like he knows who you are. So that make, that made sense to me after being out with him one time that he doesn't even recall who this girl is or couldn't couldn't write, write, draw out our face in a police sketch. Number two. Um, but part of that is also like we, we were in Phoenix the same time he was. Quick. What the lady look like that checked us in at the hotel? I don't even know if it was a lady. Was it a lady? I don't know. Like don't, that's my point. That's yeah, point. yeah. I like, mean, you know, of course you don't remember. Now, like we had conversation. Like I, tr- you know, we and I, we all try to like sit there and and you know be overly nice or charm someone to get a better room. Uh, and and that's that's a that's a minute long conversation. We're probably at the desk longer than Michael was talking to this girl, according to his side of the story. Oh yeah. I, I just to to pull the curtain back a little bit. We're leaving yesterday. We're down in the parking garage, and Sean's asking me who's on the call for the ESPN broadcast tonight with the Mavericks. I'm like, hey, who's on the call tonight? Let's find that out, and then maybe we'll we'll look at booking somebody. I was like, okay, sure. Like I instantly forgot about it, and we get it back later, and Sean texts me like later in the afternoon. He's like, hey, who was on it? I was like, oh my gosh, I. It completely left my mind. Like, those sorts of things leave my mind every day. If I was running into all the people that Michael does and seeing them and and having that many casual encounters like that, I wouldn't – I I don't think I'd remember anybody, to be honest. So there's an update on the playmaker. There's something uh, – he, he breaks down because I think he was thinking when the two guys who were in the lobby were vouching for him yesterday, I think he was just thinking in his mind, what if they weren't there? If those two guys are not there as eyewitnesses, how much more trouble would he be in? We'll play the rest of the Michael Irvin presser a little bit later on. Uh, the Cowboys are working on a resolution to bring Tyron Smith back for a 13th season, which could include a reworked contract. He's due $13.6 million in the final year of his deal. You had a pretty cold-blooded line in your email that I don't know if you're going to repeat. Yeah, I mean, just uh, <laughs> they need to rip the Band-Aid off because at this point, Tyron is better at blocking progress than he is edge rushers. Uh, and, I mean, look, let's just let's be honest about it. His health is always his health, his availability. Um, the He better not start a left tackle. He better not start. I think that's I, – if I was a betting man, that's where I would guess this is heading. Now, look, depending on what he's – brought back at depending on you know what his salary is and what the plans are for him if they just plan on using him like jason peters and he's a swing fine Fine. i am so in favor of that that's fine i don't believe that would be the plan for tyron smith and so i think what it would be more about is let's bring in 
you know, Tyron back and we'll move Tyler Smith to left guard and we'll have that. And it's like, no, okay, look, you guys have a nice coupling of young, high upside tackles with Terrence Steele and Tyler Smith. Do not go backwards on this one. Well, if they have a nice coupling with them, they need to uncouple from Tyron then. Uh, by the way, they should, if they're going to bring him back, they should pay him by the play. <laughs> pay him a higher rate, but by the play. If they're going to bring him back, they save $8 million if they cut him pre-June 1. If they bring him back, he needs to take at least an $8 million pay cut. Well, he's definitely going to take a pay cut. It needs to be at least that much. Like, I think it needs to be that or more. If this is anything short of the savings you get from cutting him, it's it's again, a bad move. Again, the opinion. Cowboys legacy program kicking in. Mm-hmm. We just can't say goodbye to Zeke. No, it's, 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 it's just can't, can't say quit you. Man. Yeah. This this team probably still offers. Well, I can't say that because it was it's a bad joke. It doesn't make sense because <laughs> old companies still offer pensions, but the NFL actually literally does offer a pension. Mm-hmm. But you get the point. Like they haven't go. The Cowboys would be the org- the franchise, the company that hasn't gone to a four hundred one k yet. They're just old. They're just run a different way. And then DeAndre Hopkins admitted uh, on the Pat McAfee show he's been hearing a lot of trade talks. Ian Rappaport said, my understanding is if a trade did happen, he'd be flexible on the last two years of his contract rather than shoot for a top-of-the-market deal. Which is great to hear. Mm. But it's also, I mean, Vaughn Miller was like, hey, I'll cut you all a discount. So many different guys have been like, I'll cut you all a discount. And then they see what the Cowboys mean by discount. They go, oh, no, not that much. Yeah, yeah. And so I would guess that's probably similar with DeAndre Hopkins. Guys love playing when there's no more guaranteed money on their deal at, at a yeah. vastly underpaid role. For it's the rest their favorite. Of their, yeah, it's their favorite thing to do. Yeah. And then Mike Tannenbaum on the Dan Patrick show said, the Dallas Cowboys, you really want to be a threat? Offer up a second rounder, maybe a third for Derrick Henry. You put Derrick Henry and Tony Pollard together, and there is your new run first philosophy. He mentioned the Cowboys, the Bengals, and the Bills team up Derrick Henry with Tony Pollard. And that's why Mike is no longer a general manager. <laughs> I like, no, absolutely not. Like, uh, I wouldn't be, we like we talked about the other day, if Buffalo wanted to do something like that, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me, but. Dallas giving up top 100 capital for Derrick Henry? No, we're we're not doing that. And then paying both after you're paying oh 10 to Tony. Mm, I didn't no. even think about. I I wasn't even thinking about the capital. I was thinking about the salary devoted to the two of them. And they'll probably still they would still keep Zeke. They still give Zeke the goal line carries over Derrick Henry. Well, because I mean, like you saw how many games he won for them last year. Remember, Jerry told us that those games would have been so much worse if Zeke wasn't in there. Right. A nightmare evening. For the Dallas Mavericks, I'm worried this could be the beginning of the Kyrie end. And you thought Luka was bad with the refs? Wait till you hear what this player did to the officials last night. We have the audio right here on The Fan. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hardaway, left corner, Holiday. That is blocked by Jackson Hayes. 
taken out of the air by Najee, and this baby is over. New Orleans wins at 113 over division rival Dallas. They score 106. Division rival. Yeah, that's a stretch. By the way, did am I the only one who thought the beginning of that clip sounded like Pat McAfee calling basketball? Hmm. Let's hear it, Pepe. Hardaway, left corner, Holiday. That is blocked by Jackson Hayes. Taken out of the air by Najee. And this baby is over. The longer yeah. he talks, not so much. But the first, like, two sentences, I was like, is this McAfee calling basketball? The way he said Hardaway with the hard AR yeah. right there. I disagree. There's no such thing as a division rival in, in, in the NBA. Yeah. No, you can't even name the divisions. No. You can't even name who the teams are. Uh-uh. Just, you know, but that, you know, look. The guys who were play-by-play guys are insulated in that bubble. Pelicans radio with the call. The Mavs lose 113-106. C.J. McCollum is the hero in this one. Completely unstoppable. M.J. McCollum. M.J. Mm. McCollum. As Mavs Twitter was coming, and actually, Followell and Harp, Basic is completely right. If Derek Harper says something even semi-critical, that's a big deal. He was calling out Josh Green the other night at home uh, in their win when he's like, Josh Green's not ready to shoot right now. That tells us Josh Green is really, really struggling with the confidence. And then at the very end of this game, Followell and Harper had some Jason Kidd question marks. It had to do with a timeout. Oh, and they didn't foul early enough. Harper's like, stop the clock. Because they had a foul to give. Mm -hmm. They waited to foul with a foul to give. You instantly foul. And then if you want to wait and try to generate a turnover, you go ahead and do that. And then they burn the timeout early on, which Followell and Harper also didn't understand. And then Mavs Tolos were furious that the double for C.J. McCollum did not come earlier. Brandon Ingram's already out of this game. C.J. McCollum is clearly their go-to guy. Harper said that on Bally. He's their guy in the clutch. And C.J. goes MJ, scoring 16 straight. So Jason Kidd getting called out. Again, but of course, the major storyline in this one is going to be Luca leaving the game with this thigh issue that has been bothering him for over a week. I got a Laker fan who's chirping me. Uh-oh. Oh, karma. You said the Lakers were done. I didn't look, I didn't G bag this thing and wish for LeBron to get hurt. <laughs> Good reference. I, I didn't wish for anyone to get hurt. I just said the <laughs> Lakers would be done. Anthony Davis has been balling better than I expected. And I may say the Mavericks are done, too, once I get the diagnosis on Lucas Thigh and how long he's out as they fall from five to eight in the West. I, I I said what would happen after the fact. I wasn't hoping for a LeBron injury. No, not hoping for it. Uh, you know, but it's surprising that they haven't fallen completely off without him. Uh, and maybe the Mavs will not fall completely off without Luka. Uh, prior to the trade, I'd be like, okay, we'll, we'll see you in the play-in game. Uh, but now with Kyrie, you know, the way they played game one with Kyrie, it's like, okay, I could I could see this team, you know, not really falling off all that much. They seem to play okay with Kyrie. Irving. This may force Jason Kidd, Bobby, to finally play the guys that we want to see get some minutes. Jayden, Let's not go crazy. Yeah. Like, Come on now. Well, he had to play Hardy. Well, he, had he's cr- not in charge of the rotation. He's just watching like us. Uh, John Daniels he's is. Just, yeah, he's just a, he's just a spectator. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he can't control what's going on like, out there. They're gonna have to play Christian Wood, who I thought had a nice night. Yeah, not a, not a lot of minutes. Christian Wood, Jaden Hardy. As soon as they traded for Kyrie, 
We felt athletic. Again, mm-hmm. I keep going to that first game against the Clippers with Josh Green, Jaden Hardy on the wings, running down the floor, fast break with Kyrie running the show, and then Jaden Hardy completely disappears. Well, what do you mean athletic again? This team hasn't been athletic probably in 35 years. True. You know what this is setting up Back for to Marquise. Them. I keep getting my... Uh, Marquise Daniels, Marquise, Josh Howard Marquise, days. Josh Haniel. That's the last time the Mavs had a little bit of athleticism. Yeah, um, and Marquise, they kind of tripped into when he started playing good basketball and he tripped out yeah pretty fast yeah yeah he he had a uh he was like poor man's jeremy lynn with the quick meteoric rise and then nothing uh no you know this is what this sets up for though is a lot of restlessness with the mavericks fan base if now that luke is down if Kyrie goes out there and they win a couple games if this if they again see offense looked great you were winning basketball games the first couple games Kyrie was here. Kyrie and Luca played together. It is going to get so loud, so fast. So loud to what? If if they to, play to, if they play better without Luca, it's going to get so loud so fast about the idea of Luca's the problem. He can't play with people because KP's playing fine in Washington. Why why is this an issue? Why can't you get him to play well with stars? As last night, Porzingis had forty three five and five. Man, I had a great tweet from Atolo last night that was kind of alluding to that uh, saying basically for the first time I'm going to the bar and I'm looking around (laughs) I've been taken I've been married up but now I'm going to the bar and I'm looking around depending on what happens with Luca out I'm worried about this being the beginning of the end for Kyrie oh if if, because now you're like okay we drop to the play-in tournament, or we don't even make the play-in, or you know we get into the postseason. You get eliminated early. It's like, what basketball reason is? What basketball reason did we give for Kyrie Irving to sign here? Now maybe it's just a financial reason, and no one else gives him that money, and he signs here, then becomes a problem and forces his way out. But this is not the most positive development for Kyrie to have a great. Mavs feeling no but hopefully he has the perspective to say no matter which superstar I was going to end out teaming with after the deadline uh, I wouldn't be playing with them right now because I wouldn't be playing with LeBron because he got hurt Luka got hurt and now Kevin Durant is turning his ankle and he's not playing and so uh it's just a a bad night of interest here's something else that's bad that I just I noticed after you guys mentioned Josh Green and his struggles here's a just a split of his last seven games compared to the seven before that. Last seven games, six points, three rebounds, one assist, uh, 43% shooting. The seven games before that, 15 points, uh, four rebounds, almost three assists, 50% shooting. You know what's the dividing line between those seven games? Minutes. He came on the show with us. Yeah. <laughs> we we jigged Josh Green. Well, now you know why I've been not been putting him in. Now you know you guys been criticizing we, and we, killing me. We did this. We ended the career of Crystalia. Uh, oh no! Did y'all get him canceled? Well, that was y'all. Like immediately right after. after he came on the show with oh. us, uh, he wasn't was, funny anyway. He wasn't funny. You're exactly right. He wasn't funny anyway. Nepo baby. Uh, Mavs. That was their first back to back in a month. It was. The first back-to-back for Luka in three months. They're now 2-9 and nine in the second night of a back-to-back, and they've lost six straight. This was with Brandon Ingram getting hurt. 
and missing. Jason Kidd, Luca update after. Yeah, I think we all can see he's not moving well. So um, shooting, um, defense, it's affecting, you know, everything. So um, he's trying um, to fight through it and uh, help his teammates. But um, he had to leave there. And so, uh, you know, hopefully it's not something serious. We have a couple days here before we play Memphis. So um, hopefully he's back soon. Not good. As Lucas said, not good. That was the beginning of his press conference when he sat down last night. So they're going to get the Grizz on Saturday. They get now. Do we do a look back on this and say they should have rested him one of these past two games since he said he tweaked it against San Antonio and he was clearly laboring, according to a lot of people. Absolutely should have. I mean, if the guys, if the guys, this is the era of load management. Guys don't play through Knicks anymore. They Especially don't. last night against the Pelicans, second back night back. of a back-to-back. Maybe rest him out, give him a little bit of time before you take on Memphis. Or maybe they just viewed it, this is a game we have to win. Uh, we can, you know, we can lose against the Grizz. We got to get this one against the Pelicans. They obviously thought that uh, they needed to get cohesion with him and Kyrie. That's it. That's the only rational explanation. No, the other rational explanation is seeding. One game can knock you out. You're, you're bunched in one, one and a half with everybody. Those, those are the two reasons. Like every game is a must-have right now. Well, you got, you got yeah. 20 games left, and they just dropped from five to eight. And, and, like, one game of separation. And tomorrow they could, or, you know, the next time they play, they could drop, they could jump back to five. You know, like, it's, you got you got to think long game here. There's, if there's 20 games left, it's not a sprint yet. You've mm. got to think long game. The health of Luke, like, the health of Luca is far more important than seeding. Without a question. Because you cannot advance in the postseason without a healthy Luka. Yeah, but I mean, there. Sean's right on the point that when it's except this, for Jay, unless you have Jalen Brunson, maybe that's against true. Utah, that's true. When it's this bunch together, and you've got John Morant missing in Memphis, who is ahead of you, and people have been kind of waiting on the Kings to hopefully kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Which, by the way, it's to be fair. I know we've got one Tolo, and I, I, his name's slipping my mind right now. But I know we got one Tolo who's always texting or texting us and tweeting at us and going. Y'all disrespecting the Kings every time you talk about him. Yeah. Start showing some respect. We, we do call, need to we start. Call, we call him old cowbell. We do need to start showing some respect because they're, they've played well. But when the margins are this close, yeah. you absolutely do need to, while everybody else is middling in that same area, you need to to try and rise above it. And so those are must wins in that sense. You, you want to stay out of the play-in. There's no doubt about it. But I'd much rather be in the play-in and have Luka healthy and ready to go than be... Uh, in the top six and have him at 65-70%. Kevin Durant sprained his ankle during warm-ups. He's scheduled for an MRI today. So he did not play in the Suns' win against the Thunder. Really weird. I think it's really weird. We're watching Sports Center right now in the studio. They throw up the, the highlight or the video of Kevin Durant spraining his ankle. And their giant-ass graphics are literally laying over him spraining his ankle, the video of it. You just see him drive it and then look like he's been shot or something because you can't actually see the injury. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, KD's, he's he's been, ha- had his issues with injuries recently. This is something that, you know, you, as you get older, you worry about with guys like that, especially when it's stuff that starts happening to the lower part of their body. But how much will this compromise their chemistry moving forward, depending on how long he is out? John Morant is out for at least the next four games, according to, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, 
He did escape criminal charges, though. That's a huge win for him. No criminal mm-hmm. charges, out for at least the next four games. Two of those games against the Mavericks. As the Mavericks face Memphis, I, I think it's three times in the next five. It's something crazy Jeez, dumb schedule. against the Grizz. Three times in the next five games, The uh, those two in the West are going to do battle. Here it is, Saturday at Memphis. Monday, Memphis at the AAC. Wednesday at San Antonio. Friday at the Lakers. Monday at Memphis. And then Golden State. So that's the stretch. The Grizzlies, three times. Spurs, Lakers, and Warriors. And with him out the next four games, you would just hope it's five. Let's get to five. Let's let's knock out these three games against Memphis without John Morant having to be there. Although, I, I don't know. I'll be interested to see when he comes back how affected he may be by this like like in terms of does he does he have the blinders to be able to say nope the, i'm focused the, on ball the brandon miller blinders <clears throat> oh gosh yeah well you don't want to be that blind to where you're you know we don't want jaw coming out there during warm-ups and pretending like he's dangling a gun at a strip club <laughs> they are they are just you know whistling as the city's burning that's what they're doing in alabama they're just, nero's fiddling they're just nero right there and they are just fiddling down the street Watch that whole thing burn, and when the season's over, if they cut the nets down or not, it'll all be over for those, that entire organization. You talk about cold-blooded, the Tiger Woods story. Oh, God. You want to kick someone out of your house? Take possible lessons from Tiger <laughs> if this is possibly true, and someone's going after Jamar Chase in bed. That's all next Thursday edition. Sean, RJ, and Bobby, don't go anywhere. We continue right here on The Fan. Headlines at 7 o'clock. Expressway, commercial free at 7.20. Another Weezer ticket giveaway. And the latest from Life with TJ. 7.20 here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Diana Rossini sending out messages five minutes ago with a Jets A-Rod update in the wake of of an extensive in-person meeting between Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and the owner. There's optimism in the Jets organization. They are on the brink of landing the future Hall of Fame quarterback. Optimism existed before the California meeting, but Woody Johnson felt it was important to meet in person. Johnson left the meeting excited and satisfied about the potential match. Jets and Packers remain engaged in conversations about compensation and contract. So now we wait and see if the Jets can close a deal to bring Aaron Rodgers to NYC. I I mean, I am fascinated to see what they're going to give up, uh, what the contract obviously is going to be, and what he has left. It's a good roster, but what does he have left? And the amount of people, boy, if he doesn't go to the Jets, Vegas, holy cow, the amount of money they just won. Because they have... No team's been more bet this offseason. The amount of bets that have been placed in the Jets to win the Super Bowl. To the, win the Super AFC, Bowl. To win the AFC and to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and to win the AFC East. Wow. Is insane. All because of rumors. Rumors. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, what was it they were to win the Super Bowl? Sean, was that in your email or did I just see that on Twitter? Where they were, the Jets were rumored to be, or the Jets were like plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl next year. And then I think it went up a day after the rumors started. It went up to like eight plus eighteen hundred. So there were a bunch of people just trying to cash in on. Ooh, let me get a value bet in here and yeah. 
and try and play something before Rodgers gets there and changes the odds. As of a few days ago, the Jets were 18 to 1, seventh best odds to win it all. Yeah, and that's part of that's hedging the Rodgers. Um that's what it was. Uh, and you know and it could have been, you know, any quarterback. They could have got Jimmy or Derek and and, and brought him in there and they, their their odds would have gone up from where they were last year. Um compensation they, maybe I could see, you know, one and a three, maybe a one and a two. Not getting two ones. The market yeah. has dried up on Green Bay. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, not giving up two ones. I think one and three is fair. Even though I wouldn't give it up. I think one and three is fair market value for trading for a quarterback uh, of you know that you think can still contribute at a high level, even if it's very briefly. I think it's ridiculous for anybody to ask for two ones knowing you know, that he he may not play anymore after this season. Yeah. It, it, what did Favre get? Wasn't Favre a second? I don't remember. And that was just because he Which had... time? Uh, yeah, well, right. when it was to the Jets, he had retired. And so I think it was just to get... He wanted to come back and be like, well, no, we want compensation. So I, I think that's why that was a little different in terms of what kind of compensation they could get back. But I think they traded a second to get him. Yeah. Look, I mean, it's... He's going to a brutal conference. Tough division. He's I wouldn't bet on the Jets to win the AFC East. For, screw the Super Bowl. Well, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I mean, you know, the Bills are still a really good team. Um, they The the Dolphins are a good team. Yeah. The Patriots, they'll win nine games on you. Condi- it was a conditional fourth for Favre with performance escalation that could have taken it up. So what about David Carr? Where did this clip come from? David Carr, NFL Network personality, Derek's older brother, of course, was on, is it Ballast Sports? Yeah, I think so. Ballast Sports in New England. And he was talking about, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Of course, you got to mention in the same breath, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Derek. This is just my opinion. All right? I don't speak Sorry. for anybody in my family. I don't speak for anybody from New England. All right? I know some people up there. I know some people that were in Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah. I would say what happened is in New England, Tom Brady run the, ran the show. So he yeah. was able to bully Josh, and he would just say, this is what we're going to do. And if Josh said no, he would go to Bill's office. And if Bill said no, he'd go to Robert Kraft. Mm-hmm. Trade Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't need him in here causing a problem. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded, right? Yeah. So I think that's what happened. I think that uh, when they were in New England, Tom ran his stuff. Tom is a guy, historically, that gets to the line of scrimmage, picks the play he wants to run. Right, give me a set formation. Give me in and out of good play, bad play. Then I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. Right, that's what Peyton Manning did. That's what Tom did. I think that what Josh wants to do is Josh feels like, and maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong. Time will tell. He feels like he can guess right most of the time from the sideline, which is almost impossible to do <laughs> in this day and age. But Derek does say he's a smart guy. Like he's a he's a football genius. Like he mm-hmm. gets it. Right. So the the. I think for Josh, he's going to get a guy that he can not control, but tell where to throw the ball. That has some physical tools that can make some plays in the run game, that can push the ball down the field. But all I need is a jugs machine. That's what he thinks, right? You give me a guy that can just shoot rockets and run it a little bit, I'll point the rocket launcher in the right direction. I don't need any cerebral things from you. Mm -hmm. I need you to just go cook, right? I think that's really where Josh is. Wow. You know, it's interesting because the, the thing he says, and he's absolutely spot on. We've talked about this before. It is impossible for the offensive coordinator to know what the defensive look is going to be on any given play. So when they call that play, it is 
That's why it is imperative that you give the quarterback full autonomy to change the play and to call their own play if they need to. Because it is impossible to know what look you're going to get. And I don't know why more of these egomaniacal (laughs) offensive minds like Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan and Josh McDaniels don't recognize that. Because they maybe it's because they want all the credit. That's maybe what it is. But, you know. Or do they believe that their anticipation and their knowledge of the offense and football is still better from the sideline than trusting everything you're seeing right there live on the field? When McVay would coach in the play up until the headset cut off on yeah. Jared Goff. Yeah, then that's up until 15 seconds. And so they feel like they can you know, coordinate a lot of that is that, well, I can get a look at this and I can, you know, talk into their headset until 15 seconds left and then they they can have it from there. But to that point, like I know, Chop, you'd argue Jared Goff played his best football of his career last year when he had more autonomy than probably McVay was giving him. He may have played better in 20. Yeah, that one year. Given given the the surrounding cast in 2018, though, versus what he was playing with the Lions, I think. When you adjust Fair. for that, Goff may have played better last okay. year. Okay, I mean, he played really well, but also he's past year six now, and that's the key year where it's like you kind of figure it out. All right. right? It, yeah. it clicks. But, you know, I, I just – these offensive coordinator guys, these types, these Josh McDaniels, smartest guy in the room, The Peyton Manning has said a million times on that detail thing, no coordinator has a better view than I do. None. Not this, a single one. This Tiger story is fascinating. Tiger has broken up with the most recent girlfriend, Erica Herman, and she's filed a lawsuit against him. When they first started dating, Tiger made her sign an NDA. Okay? You're not going to sit there and divulge things. I need ultimate privacy. I'm Tiger Woods. Well, now she is trying to fight the NDA. She says it can be voided if there's proof of harassment or sexual harassment. Now, my first question was, how is my boyfriend harassing me or sexually harassing me? That's what she's trying to use to go ahead and void the NDA, which a lot of people think is trying to lead to some type of book deal. Capitalize. Yep. Make money off of this. So that's the NDA part of it from Tiger, who uh, apparently is not with the former restaurant manager, Erica Herman anymore. That's part one. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is part one. Part two. Take notes, guys and girls. Possibly Relax and take notes. Relax and take notes. She says that Tiger had this cold-blooded breakup maneuver. Oh, Tiger Woods had a cold. The guy who. Wrote a letter to his high school girlfriend or college girlfriend, whatever. Dear Slim, and uh, didn't even sh- actually didn't even show up when when she was in town to visit him. What was that? So remember in the, in the HBO show Tiger, uh, his girlfriend that uh, that he had in high school and into college, uh, th- they were coming up to visit him at Stanford, and you know Earl and uh, his mom are in the room, and they say you got to break up with her right now. So. He doesn't even like. He doesn't even tell her. He just like sends the bellhop down or something <laughs> to tell her that you know Tiger's not going to come see you. She, this is in college. She claims that she don't use this against me with drops. Oh, I'm ready. I know she performed valuable services for the defendant's agents as part of their oral tenancy 
agreement. Oh, I bet they had an oral yes. tenancy she agreement. She claims she had an 11-year oral agreement. Well, what does that even mean? I have an idea. I think you know what it means, Sean. Okay, okay. They spoke, they spoke for that a, a conversation for 11 years. And then this. <laughs> she said she was tricked to leave the house and upon her return was locked out. Tiger convinced Let's go, her. Tiger. Tiger said, pack a suitcase, short vacation. <laughs> they took her to the airport and they just dropped her off and said, don't come back. <laughs> You're not allowed to come back. We're pack, pack up a bag. You're going ahead. You're going on vacation. You get dropped off at the airport. Nope, sorry. Do not return. City boy. You're out. So what happens all her clothes? She just has one bag. I'm sure the rest of the guys packed it up and left it like on Taylor Lewan's doorstep. Like oh the Titans. My gosh. Like the Titans did to him. Well, that's this is from Foxnews.com and different different documents wow. that are coming out. Uh yeah, t- Tiger's uh Tiger's a jackass, let's be fair. I mean, he just he just sucks. Uh, I love him as a She's golfer. alleging cheating in another one of these stories, too. Yeah. No way. Oh, Tiger? Really? really? Oh, my God. Oh my He's gosh. an addict. We, we, we need to, and, and luckily tomorrow we'll get to hear your thoughts on Tiger cheating uh, oh from God. a decade ago, so uh. that'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, this is, uh, he, he's a, yeah, he's, he's kind of an ass or whatever, but I I respect the hustle there of just like, hey, why don't you uh, why don't you go on a trip, honey? And then it's just, like swap the locks out fast. Leave. Well, just ask her to leave. Well, that may get ugly. Yeah. That may result in a fight. I mean, she's suing him. If she's the type that was like, let me sue him over our oral agreement, then uh, I I think that he probably thought she might go sideways on this if I just tell her to leave. Yeah. I mean, listen, I I don't know if I've just ever heard a boyfriend and a girlfriend have a sexual harassment claim against them while, like, dating. Like, I don't think he's harassing her afterwards. It sounds like he's like, you're dead to me. Don't ever call. You're blocked for life. I'm leaving you on read. Right. Um, but uh, that's what she's trying to use to break the NDA. Yeah. Allison. That'd be like, a good book. Six years. I think they were together for six yeah, years. It was no, six years. But no, like, 972 says he was smart in avoiding a domestic disturbance situation. Yep. He's dealt with one of those before. Yes. Yes, he has. Uh, that's fair. Ask his SUV window. <laughs> that's fair. But, man, like this is with with her. I mean, all she she's basically admitting all she wants is the book deal. He wasn't, what do you want to break the NDA so you could talk about it? That's 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 kind of BS. 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com, text line here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. We got news everywhere. Mavs lose. They lose Luka. Texas Tech's head coach walks away. Jim Beheim is gone. And you thought Luka was bad with the refs? Wait till you hear this oh, NBA audio from last night. Headlines and a Weezer ticket giveaway during the Expressway next.